Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence, John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. How about Aaron Rodgers running out on the field with the American flag? What a day. Uh, never forget day. Never forget day on... How did that never forget parlay go? Oh, my God. DraftKings... <laughs> Put out a very serious, you know, it's very serious. 9-11 was horrific. My kids and I were talking about it yesterday. They'd seen a lot of the videos because of YouTube. Um, never. Can you imagine if we had cell phones back then that actually recorded the camera quality, how much stuff you would have now of oh, 9-11? Yes. It'd be, yeah. And you already, you've ever, if you've seen any of those documentaries, like documentaries, I've seen those documentaries. Oh, yeah. They're incredible. Yeah. The footage, the stories are incredible. But, um. DraftKings thought, you know what would be good? The marketing department, like, what can we do to, is there any way we can do something with 9-11, like, roll it into what we're doing? Yeah. Um, How about making 9-11 a good bet? Well, oh, I got an idea. Yes, a kid right out of, right out of college in Mar- with, a mar- with, a, with a marketing degree. I don't know. I mean, what about, like, a never-forget parlay where you can have, if the Jets win, the Yankees win, and the Mets win, you know, it's a three-team parlay. We'll just set it up and bundle it, and people can just bet it with one click. That's great. Let's make the Never Forget Parlay, which plays plus 651. That actually happened yesterday. Then they that eventually the they eventually <laughs> dumbest thing. I, who thought somebody who's in a meeting and says, here's a good idea? I'm just telling you. The generation right now that will be in the 30s, I think, who are doing marketing stuff are going to be very – I think they're going to be tone deaf on some of this because they were, you know, they were 10 years old when some of this happened or 12 years old and they don't, to them, they don't, you know, that's one you never joke. Like you never do something no. like that. You don't try to capitalize with the no. never forget, you know, hamburger sale. Apparently our, our government forgot what day it was because <laughs> we did a $20 billion deal with the Saudi. We announced a $20 billion deal with the Saudis. Yes. Are you kidding me on nine 11? Have you no? Is there no one in that administration that said, "I don't know, this is a great idea"? On nine eleven, let's wait a week. Why don't we wait? How let's long, wait a week, even a day. How long did we start make? How long before we people started making Kennedy assassination Dallas jokes? How long did that take? It took. I don't a know. While. That, the country was in mourning, dude. I know. Well, well it, it was well, a different world. Then. It I'm was saying, a way different. No, world. that's what I'm saying. Martin Luther King and oh yeah, you're just saying it. It happens. Yes. Time passes and people all oh, of a no, sudden drink these things. Jokes this is what I'm before, saying. Yeah. Because, but I don't think you look to capitalize off no, of that with a no, parlay. No, no. You know, like, don't try to profit no. off of 9-11. What I, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers running out there at the American flag or on, 9, on 9-11. 9/11 Aaron Rodgers is the same guy who, went in a in, when he talked to Deshaun Kaiser, when Deshaun Kaiser was a Packer, he asked him, hey, Deshaun, do you believe in 9-11? And Deshaun's like, yeah, why wouldn't I believe? And he goes, Aaron Rodgers, you should read up on that stuff. Oh. Did he? I heard somebody reference that. Did he really do that? Yes, I have the sound. Deshaun Kaiser was on a, a podcast called the Brenneman, not Tom Brenneman, a different Brenneman podcast. Oh my, and this oh is what he my said. god! Do you believe? Do you believe? This is what this is uh, the story from Deshaun Kaiser. The first thing that Aaron Roger, that comes out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth was shut the door. What? <laughs> do I believe? And now it's in was just like a, a real thought. Okay, so our computer's screwing up. But the di- he met he meets him. He tells him to shut the door, and he goes, "Hey, do you believe in nine 11 Kai's like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, he meets yeah. him and he yeah. starts talking yeah. about nine eleven. He goes, "Shut the door." You should read up on that stuff. And then he's out there running around with the American flag on nine eleven. Uh, well, it's, I mean nine eleven truth. There's the QAnon stuff. The, the flat done. Earth. There's like, what? I just can't believe we have so many conspiracy theories where people buy into everything one guy i saw a post and we're off kind of sports here but i saw a post where a guy used to be a 9-11 truther that the government exploded the buildings on purpose and they did and then he showed a picture of the buildings and showed the structure you know how the structure there's light shining through it and he goes 
this was the picture, and there's a couple other studies where I realized I was on the wrong side of this. And he talked about how he got out of the rabbit hole, and it was actually a pretty interesting thread. But, um, yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, if you missed it, I think it's going to be announced today that he has a major Achilles injury. No real such – we don't see too many minor Achilles injuries, but no. this is one that looked like it snapped. Yes, I'm not a doctor, but if you want to put something on it, I'll put something on it. Look forward to the Hatchet Man Sushi Emporium Pearl Harbor Day sale. <laughs> That's not no, no. Tony, does, doing... Tony Hatchet Man Valentine does seem like somebody who would take advantage of no. something like that. Okay, so uh, Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker has uh, put out a statement in which he says, "Okay, and and I've seen you know 27 phone calls that lasted." Thir- yeah. Average thirty minutes. Once again, the Mel- phone call in question in April of two thousand twenty-two, in which Mel Mel Tucker admits that he pleasured himself on the phone with her. Um, he didn't. He didn't learn. He remember he used better words before. That was a gratification. Gratification. Oh yeah. Well, by the way, once again, Mel Tucker. If you don't keep up with Big Ten football, or if you don't like college football, he was. He is technically the current Michigan State. Head, head football. football coach. He is currently under suspension. It was it was said he was fired. Then it was said he was suspended. And really, everyone's saying he, they have to say suspended right now. But we're going. John's about to roll down. So Mel Tucker basically got got crucified yesterday in the court of public opinion. It looks really bad. Yeah. Brenda Tracy is a rape survivor who speaks to different colleges about rape culture. And you know, and the, let's be clear. The reason she does this because she was gang raped by Oregon State football players when she was younger. Yeah. So that's why the connection between her and college sports and college athletics. And a lot of people have had her in to come talk. Um, But Mel Tucker basically took a very, a highly unusual step yesterday through his lawyers. But I think it's one that might even be necessary because, and, and once again, the court of public opinion, like it didn't matter what you thought about Deshaun Watson because he was going to play football again. Um, so you could play Trevor Bauer, court of public opinion may have mattered some. If it, it, it matters if your job, if your ability to work in the future. Um, and I just got done watching the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp documentary where it was really nothing but just court of public opinion, which really didn't, I didn't think it mattered a lot, but it shows how unfair it can be to people. Mel Tucker went out yesterday and had a statement that John's about to read because basically he said, you know what, if I don't put this stuff out there, it's never going to come out, and there's already been a, an investigation where Michigan State has unearthed a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, and I thought Mel actually, I thought if he is innocent of what is being per, is well, what is being, it's a, it, the question is not whether or not he's innocent. He admitted that he did that. Well, context, but of it. but yeah, it, it, but whether or not it's a fireable offense and it's a consent, it's consensual between two adults. And the fact that they were on the phone for thirty six minutes, and the fact that she sent him. A Father's Day greeting months later, which in which she said Happy Father's Day to him, and was trying to get another, and she was working on with people that Mel uh, Tucker works with, working on trying to get back to Michigan State to to do her presentation to the team again. I mean, the, all of these facts, but and then all of a sudden she comes, in which he canceled that. Well, here's because where, yeah. he was not. He canceled that uh, um, that possibility of her coming back, and then after that, she came up with these accusations. Here's where you're going to get in trouble, is because it's the same thing with. Well, wait a minute. Why did you go see? Why did you have Deshaun Watson? Why did you let him? Why did you do another massage for Deshaun Watson? Because that did happen too. Well, and that's asked. Well, that, well, that, well, well. In, in fairness, that's a legitimate question. No, I think it's a legitimate question. But then you get into. I've read up on enough of this where. You, the psychologist will will tell you there is, you know, um, I I don't know what happened. I do know Mel Tucker has already been judged and convicted. I saw it. You know, my mind on this was really I don't say nothing was changed, but the Matterizer stuff where I just thought, okay, that's got to be that's well, got to be real. You can't keep saying Matterizer. Okay, this is Matt a totally Arisa, different situation. No, 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 no. It's a totally different situation. Well, hold on. Matterizer was accused of doing something that ended up being consensual. Right. How is it a different situation? And he was blackballed from the NFL. Well. And the, all the information didn't come out in a court of yep. public opinion. Wait a minute. First of all, first of all, that was an accusation of rape. This is an accusation of phone sex, which 
is a, is that a fireable offense? That's much yeah. different, way different. Yes, it's a fireable. No, offense. No, I don't. Not. I don't believe that. First of all, I don't believe it. Not when 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 you're on a 36 minute phone call that, and average 30 minutes a phone call with a woman over a period of time. John, that doesn't have anything to do. It doesn't matter. The rape in that in a total. You're talking about no, apples but and oranges. Non-consensual. It's not apples and well, oranges. Well, what is okay? What does non-consensual mean? Because he just starts doing it, and you say, "I'm not comfortable with this," and he keeps it did, doing it. Did that ever happen? We, we don't, don't know. know that. That's what she That's said. What she's no, no, alleging. No. That's yeah, what she's it, alleging. Well, first of all, no. She said she froze. She didn't say that she was not comfortable. She with didn't say it. she, she consen- said she froze on the but line. She didn't say she consented. No, but but consent is a major deal. I, I understand that. Look at the facts. They spoke. And let me ask you a question. This is a good. This is a legitimate question. If your wife was talking to a man twenty-seven times for over thirty minutes, how would you? Would you have any suspicion whatsoever about that relationship? Well, you know, Mel Tucker was estranged, so yes, yes. he was not. They're not. They're not together. Okay, no, no, no. But okay, just yes. the fact. Yes, but it doesn't mean that the phone calls once it hits thirty-six minutes, it's sexual. It, like you can't make an assumption. In a court of law, that once you like, that's a dangerous proposition to say. You know, no, it but it's intimate. But it is intimate. No, it could be flirty. It could be. I think for sure. This is just Lance talking. I think when you have that many calls for that long, there is something more than just. There is at least a friendship, yeah. and maybe Mel thinks it's building something. Maybe she did, but that doesn't mean that it immediately goes to something like phone sex. That that's that that's just okay. You can't just say that phone sex should be expected no. on something like okay. that. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm kind of playing devil's and, oh, advocate. Oh, by the way, here. you're by yourself. Hang up the phone if you're. I mean, this is just to me. This whole thing is ridiculous. First of all, is it a fireable offense? To me, it's not. How do you Secondly, say that? How do you say that? If she says, how it's is not consensual? You do this. You hang up a phone. I think we get into real trouble when we decide to determine what people who suffer trauma should should or should. Yeah, do. that's where you. Uh, I you know don't what know you're what saying, it's, John. No, right. It's logically. I mean, it's, it's, no, I mean, look, John. John I know what you're saying. Logically, point of ridiculous. I, John, no. I know what you're saying. Logically, it sounds like, hey, just get off the phone. No, wait, wait. But ask, we've, we've hold on. I mean, we've your, seen enough daughter. of this where ask what daughter, we think we should act like your doesn't happen. Your daughter is a doc. Is a yeah, psychologist, and she deals with trauma. Yes. Ask her that question. I guarantee you. She will say, well, no. you carry that. Like, it can be triggered later on when you feel shame or whatever. Because maybe she felt a lot of shame about, like, golly, that was demeaning. You know, maybe that is. I understand. Listen, I'm with you on – I'm trying to be – I'm trying to straddle the line because when I just use – when I try to use common sense, I say, that doesn't make sense to go back to that guy to do that. But I've heard enough of this here's stuff what, where – To me, here's what this is. Michigan State has buyer's remorse on a $95 million contract to Mel, T- Mel, Turner, Mel Tucker, and they want to get out of it. And you know what? They're using a moral turpitude clause to get out of paying him $70 million for, for the remainder of this contract. To is me, that good behavior he showed? Is that – if it – listen, you're assuming a woman – and again, afterwards – She's happy Father's Day. Afterwards, she's still trying to go to Michigan State. I get it. Afterwards, she's still doing Now, all of a sudden, ah, woo, you hurt me. Oh, come on. Secondly, if, if, if he was who they wanted there, they would be fighting for him. They don't want Mel. They don't want Mel Tucker. And this is what. No, you know, I, don't by the think, way, I don't think they want Mel Tucker, but I think it's more complicated. I think one of the things Mel Tucker's lawyers are doing is they're intentionally showing this isn't a Title IX violation because they want to get their money. They know he's not coming back there. They already know that. They know he's going to get fired. That's already decided. What they're doing right now is showing this is the private life. This is not football coach Mel Tucker. This is Mel Tucker, the man who's on his private time after hours, and this happened between two consenting adults. And what they're trying to do, they're not going to win. They're, what they're trying to do is create that, that, that separation so that he doesn't get hit with Title IX and fired without cause, or and fired with cause, they're trying to get a settlement, I think. And I'm not, I'm just saying, this is what's going on is they know Mel's not coming back there, but they also don't want to see, based on what they believe was a consensual thing, they don't want Mel to lose, and Mel doesn't want to lose his entire contract. Ultimately, they are going to have to pay Mel Tucker something here because it. I thought Mel Tucker, some of the stuff he said and some of the information they have, and he says, Oh, no, they've already done this. Why do you think they let me coach still? Because they've already done their research. I think it gets really ugly if all the information comes out. It gets ugly for both of those two, Um, Brenda Tracy and for Mel Tucker. I think eventually this is going to go away, but she did not make it public. She went just to the university. 
like she didn't go to have an interview. She didn't go to have an interview yeah, with. She wasn't sixty down minutes interview. or anything. Yeah, no. she reported it months ago. So it's not like she went for immediate attention, mm-hmm. which is something that I thought was kind of interesting. It's like like. But then Mel Tucker's lawyer says, yes, it was kind of a money grab also at the time, too. So it is it is so messy. That's why that you don't – once again, I just think you have to be careful about the decisions you make if you're somebody in a high profile. Even if you think it's consensual, dude, read the room. She's a, she's a rape survivor. This is, do you want to take that – do you even want to take this chance even if you think – wouldn't it be better if you eventually – and it's long-term, it's long-distance relationship. Wouldn't you rather – keep building it up, building it up if you want to have a relationship and then eventually see her and move slower anyway. That's just, Mel made a bad decision. but it's if, a, a bad decision anyway. It, you're right. It was a bad decision. Is it a fireable offense? Is it a $70 million offense? Absolutely not. Not in my mind. 816 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Time for you to talk juicy kinetics. I'll tell you what is, some, is something that should be considered by everyone with a joint injury, and that's QC kinetics. When I say joint injury, is your knee really bothering you and it's been bothering you for a few years? You used to be very active uh, playing sports, or maybe you're somebody who, you know, is a, uh, you love playing tennis, but now your knee hurts and you have trouble with lateral movement or your shoulder's hurting, or maybe it's your back, your hip. These are all areas that can be corrected and improved from a pain standpoint and sometimes a mobility standpoint with my friends over at QC Kinetics. What they do is they are able to uh, work on the joint itself, the diminished, uh, degenerated tissue that is missing or that is being worn down. That's what causes the pain. So a lot of people get the the shots that give you temporary relief or they're looking at pain medicine or surgeries with, that include downtime. QC Kinetics can be a better choice than all of that because they work on the joint itself to regenerate and restore the damaged tissue so that your, your pain comes way down, your mobility goes up, and your ability to live that active life is something that is a real possibility for you. It's QC Kinetics, four locations around Houston, and this is a proven regenerative medicine technique that is going to have success for most of the people they see. It's QC Kinetics, 713-913-5285. ESP. Talk about HRP. HRP.net, 281-880-6525 or HRP.net. You have HR issues or you have payroll issues. And if you're trying to do it yourself, if you've got employees, let's say your your business has grown to 25, 30 employees. Now, all of a sudden, your payroll department is starting to get bigger. All of a sudden, it's getting cumbersome. All of a sudden, your tax implications. Are you sure you know all of the tax deductions and, and all the implications? Because they have tax experts at... Uh, at HRMP, they they know the Affordable Care Act inside and out. Experts on this, they were taking calls. They, they said they, one year they said, "Listen, anybody who doesn't know, even if you're not a client of ours, we'll help you with your Affordable Care Act." I mean, that's the kind of company that they are. They're they really are awesome. If you're looking for a great company that's going to take care of that business for you, and there are other admin places that just they just screw you on the benefits packages, and HRP isn't doing that. Listen, if you're looking for, if you feel like maybe you're spending more, uh, you're not completely satisfied with your payroll company, just try it. See, let them customize a plan for you. HRP.net, 281-880-6525 or HRP.net. You're back in the Veridex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here. Obviously, a uh, Joan, I need to talk to my daughter. Joan, I have sympathy. No one has, seems to have any sympathy for a guy that's going to lose out on a $95 million contract. Well, win more games. Well, and... To, and quite frankly, no one else, no one knows whether or not it was consensual other than those two people. Correct. So you're assuming, oh, the trauma and all this, when in fact it, it may I'm not, not be any of I'm not assuming anything. What it, I'm saying is. It could is, be anything. I'm not assuming anything. What I'm saying is I'm not going to pretend to know what she should or shouldn't have done if it's true. No. That's all I'm saying. Well, no. And, and, and she says, I put the blame. Well, she should have done this. She should have done. No, I didn't say she should have done anything. I did say I do know the facts. She sent him a, a Happy Father's Day wish. She also uh, has ca- called and tried to get back to Michigan State afterwards. And when she was after she was denied or or he canceled, now all of a sudden she comes out with an accusation. True. And once again, years a year or over a year after the examples that Lance will throw out, I think he might have thrown them out. Is that well, we see women 
who have. I, I'm not talking I about get that. even. Those I, are possibilities. Th- this is what I'm saying. So but listen, I, but all of everything, all of the, all of these things that are going against, dude is already not on the field anymore. He's got. A, 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 I don't know if you saw the the hearing that he's going to have. There's no facts that can come forward. It's a student hearing on, on student infractions. That's what he is well, going to is face, more, as opposed to facing his accuser. Well, this is no longer been the Tracy thing. What she said or what she says happened has been long investigated. This is now a Michigan State thing, so we can get into what she said or didn't. But it's beyond what what they they don't actually care about her at this point. It's about what they think they can right. get off on Mel Tucker, right? And and how they can get out of that Mel Mel Tucker contract. That's what that's what they're looking. Well, you're at making here. it seem like it's just a financial decision, and I, I that's maybe a little strong. Maybe they maybe they don't like the way Mel Tucker. Okay. Maybe maybe it's that possibility, but maybe it's my possibility too. No, I mean it can yeah. be more than one. By right, the way. right, right. Of course, they right. don't like the contract and that, but maybe this is something they say. Man, you, you don't forget they had Larry Nasser too. Michigan State is not going to mess around with this. Larry Nasser, they were found to have been in. Complete negligence with Larry Nasser. Yeah, I think any impropriety. Sued, by the way, mm-hmm. you think they really want to mess no, around no, with no. this? No, no, no. Yeah, you know what? He's he could be paying for the Larry Nasser yeah. deal. Any he could impro- be. I think any impropriety yes. going forward, Michigan State wants with. nothing yeah. to do with this. Right, right, right. And he even said that in his statement. He said, "I'm getting the Larry Nasser well, treatment." Well, that's what I'm saying. And it's, it's not even. It's, it's, maybe, it's, it's apples and oranges. It's maybe right. you know the contract's not great for them because he's not a great coach. But a lot of this could be like, listen, we can't, you know. We cannot do. We cannot do this. And I wonder if the Rockets, Ime Udoka had you know was was kicked off of a a team because basically he had a, an affair with a woman, a staffer, and there was something else that happened where Matt Barnes said, "Y'all don't know the rest of the story. It's not good for Ime. He should not get his job back." Mm. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Like it was pretty ominous. And Matt Barnes is like, Matt Barnes lets a lot of stuff go. For him to say that, that was pretty damning. I don't know what that information was. It never came out. I do know that I don't think it's the best look to have Kevin Porter Jr. If he struck a woman and caused her to be hospitalized or even struck a woman by, how about just not, how about let's just not normalize it? Mm -hmm. You know, let's just not normalize treating women like that. Let's just go ahead and get them on out of here. Yep. All right. Uh, Well, this was a, a quick segment. Um, because Dana Holgerson is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Brought to you by Chestnut Ford. Uh, brought to you by HRP and Ameris Barbecue here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Tough, tough week uh, for the Cougs uh, after a loss. They've got a big game coming up against TCU. Something that they were looking forward to, and maybe something, maybe a reason that they overlooked Rice. Maybe a big reason. And even even the players, uh, a couple of players have admitted. Or, or I saw one player admitted that uh, we, we overlooked Rice. We overlooked Rice. And that's not a good thing. Well, I would not even admit that out loud. Yeah, right. No, uh, hey, a look-ahead situation well, is happens. a real thing. It happens. It's a real thing, and it happened to the Cougs on Saturday. Uh, and that's not a, it wasn't a good thing for the Cougs. So we'll talk to Dana Holgerson about that on the other side, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right now we're talking about GiveMeTheVin.com. GiveMeTheVin.com is where you go and get your 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 car or your truck, and if you have a nicer one, John Clay Wolf is really killing it. He's really going to make sure that you get as much as you can because, the, listen, it's all about the industry. And, you know, when we had COVID and you couldn't get cars, now all of a sudden they were at a premium and he was giving way more. People were making really great profits on their vehicles, but then you have to go and buy another one. And guess what? They were more they were expensive too. So the business changed. But John Clay Wolf, he was giving you top dollar and still is giving you top dollar for whatever vehicle it is that you have. Now it can't be like a a beater, a, a thousand dollar beater. He ain't buying that, okay? But listen, he bought Frankie's car and that thing was beat up pretty bad. Yet he still did it. The, if you're looking for the best way to sell your vehicle, John Clay Wolf is here for you. And especially if you have a nice vehicle, he's going to give you quite a bit for it. So if you're looking for the way to get out of that car or truck and whatever your plan is for the other one, make sure that you at least go to GiveMeTheVin.com. That's GiveMeTheVin.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. 
Dana Holgerson is brought to you by Damaris Barbecue, by HRNP, and by Chastain Ford. All huge supporters of the Cougs, all of whom will be out there on Saturday when the Cougs take on TCU. Trying to bounce back from that Rice loss. Dana Holgerson with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. What's up, Coach? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good, man. How about you? How are you doing today? Uh, we're trying to trying to get it together over here, you know. Um, you know, like Kurt Blake just mentioned right there, I mean, we got a huge week ahead of us. This is what uh, one, well, a week that the University of Houston has been looking forward to for a long time. And, you know, I just encourage everybody to come on out and support our student-athletes. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, last week was not what we wanted, and, uh, I think our guys are very motivated and excited about, you know, getting ready to play a Big 12 football game here this week. You know, it was a ch- it turned around after a quarter and a half, the offense got a lot came alive and scored 35 straight points. But during that time, coach, that that's going on, you know, any kind of a drive during that 28-point run by Rice to start the game, any kind of a drive where we could we could change the momentum. What was it like on the headsets? You know, trying to get that offense going. What what was what was the reason that it stalled in that in that first quarter and a half? Well, there was a lot of things going on other than trying to get offense going. That that I've never been a part of something like that. Um, you know, football is an emotional sport, and momentum is a is a is a real thing. You know, and you know, I I t- hats off to Rice. You know, uh, you know, Coach Bloomgren is doing a, a good job there. JT Daniels was as good as advertised. Uh, that's the first time I've seen him up close and live and in person, and he was accurate as, as all can be. And you know, Luke McCaffrey made some catches that I that are next level catches. You know, they they were a motivated football team. Uh, they they played well. They executed well. Uh, you got to give them a little bit of credit. They got eighty five scholarships as well. Uh, but just, you know, we didn't stop him. Uh, offensively, you know, Donovan had a, a tip pass there on the first drive that got intercepted. It was unfortunate. Uh, the second drive, we had drops. You know, we had some guys falling down, not in the right spots. Uh, they stopped us on the third, the third possession. <laughs> and then luckily the fourth possession, the only good thing that happened in the first half is uh, fourth possession offensively. We moved it down. We scored. We got a little bit of momentum, and then we got an interception on defense uh, to go into the half. You know, at halftime, we had a, a, a little chat in there, and, you know, I give our guys credit for coming out in the second half and stepping up and playing better. Uh, you know, scored 35 straight points. Uh, you know, just really disappointing that you, you you come back from all that, you overcome all that, you get into overtime, and you can't stop them. Uh, you know, they they scored you know shoot fifteen straight points there, and then we came down to a two point conversion. Usually, these overtime games are going to come down to a two point conversion. Thought about doing it at the end of regulation, but I thought we had the momentum, and I thought we could stop them because we did that in the third and fourth quarter. And unfortunately, we just decided not to do that. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, it, it at all in those final seconds when you scored that touchdown to bring it to within one. Was there any thought by you of going for two? The, these two point, and, and it, it, I was accurate. I mean, it did come down to two point conversion. You know, we we did not convert our two point conversion. We stopped their two point conversion, but. For some reason, they called a flag on a on a phantom pass interference, but we still had an opportunity to stop them on on the one and a half yard line, and we just refused to do that. Uh, so I thought about it, but you know, like I said, we had stopped them, you know, the entire third quarter, the entire fourth quarter. You know, we were moving the ball, so I felt like we were going to score, and I just thought we could stop them, and you know, uh, decided to go ahead and keep playing. Um, don't know if it was the right decision or not. I, I evidently it wasn't. Coach, I'm curious. My dad coached at University of Houston back in the late '70s and until about '86. And I remember there was a team in the uh, in the '80s that they just they just they were pretty talented, but they just didn't have any juice. Like when it came time for the games, it was it was a constant battle for the 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 coaches to get them up. When you sense that a team doesn't have that juice and doesn't isn't where they need to be. Is there anything that you can do as a coach, or does that need to come from inside with with players kind of, you know, getting guys to wake up and and play with more intensity early on and maybe even to start games? Yeah, it was clearly an issue for us this past week. Uh, 
it, 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 it wasn't two weeks ago. You know, I mean, we came out, we were, you know, pretty fired up to play and all that. Um, I, you know, there's that, that, you know, we did it's that we talk about it in coaching all the time. I mean, you're going to have some lulls. Uh, you gotta, you gotta withstand the lulls and you gotta, you know, you gotta figure out a way to pull it out. And, you know, we, we overcame the lull and we, and we, and we bounced back and we got that thing back to a seven point lead, but just couldn't close it out. It's unfortunate. It's disappointing. I'm embarrassed. And, and we got to put it behind. The only way you can put something like this behind it is if you go out there and you play better the next time you have an opportunity to. Um, you know, uh, college football is a competitive thing, and you got to be ready to play every single week. Uh, it was a hard lesson for our team to, to learn, you know, and they're embarrassed by it and they're disappointed. And, you know, the only way you can rectify that thing is, is if you go out there and you practice hard for a entire week and you line up and you play, and it doesn't matter who you play. You better be ready to go. It doesn't matter that we play the, the you know, a team that played in the national championship last year in TCU. We got to line up and we got to play better, and I'm expecting our guys to do that. They played better defensively. The, the well, the uh, the opponent wasn't nearly what it was the first week for TCU, but they did play better. Their 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 guys had said how embarrassing it was the way that they had been playing defensively. Um, <sighs> You got to expect them to come out uh, really, really in the first game uh, for them and for for both teams in the Big Twelve here. Um, what are you? What what about TCU this year that's different than last year, or are they about the same? Well, there, there's some similarities and some differences, like every team every year, you know. So you know, this is Sonny Dyke's second year, so. You know his his mentality is gonna like what his expects from his team is gonna be the same. What they do defensively uh, with uh, Coach Gillespie, you know we coached against him at Tulsa. They're a they're a three three stack drop eighteen, a uh, lot of hole coverage stuff. They got good players, I can assure you that they got you know, six or seven starters coming back, and they recruit at a very high level as well. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's a little, it's, they got some new players on defense, but it's the same scheme and the same people that, uh, a lot of the same coaches, a lot of the same players that, 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 that got into the national championship last year. You know, offensively is where they're a little bit different. <laughs> they lost coach Riley to Clemson, uh, and they brought in Kendall Bryles, which is a different style of offense. So they're they're probably kind of trying to figure out a little bit of what their identity is on offense. It, it looks like Baylor to me uh, back when they were at Baylor together. So uh, you know the the scheme's a little bit different. You know how much they're going to evolve from week to week offensively after just playing in two games is going to be interesting to to see. Uh, this is a good football team with really good players, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're going to be ready to play. Um, and we got to be ready to play as well. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what the level is. Uh, our team has been brought to be a Big 12 football team, and we're going to have to step step it up and be more competitive. We know that we know that uh, Kendall Bryles likes to. They're going to play with tempo, and then they're going to try to isolate your weak, whatever they consider to be your weak matchup defensively. They're going to try to do some of that. How do you take that history of knowing what they like to do, and how can you, you know, how can Doug Belt counter that? With, with coverage changes, or can you disguise any cover? Like, do you even have the ability to, to do anything other than just try to be your best in one-on-one execution defensively? Is there something schematically you can do to, to stop what Kendall Bryles and that style likes to do? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we've got lots of experience going against it. It's a, it's a run-first offense. <laughs> and they're going to play lightning fast, so we're going to have to we're going to have to be disciplined with with you know when the play is over of you know getting our eyes in the right spots and lining up correctly and and stopping the run uh, and then when they decide to take their shots and stuff we're going to have to hold up in coverage in the back end. I, I don't think we did a good job of holding up in coverage last week. We gave up 400 yards passing uh, and got zero pressure on the quarterback. So, you know, it, yeah, it's a challenge and I've challenged our defensive coaches. I've challenged our defensive players and the unit in general, uh, to where we got a, a better job of stopping people that starts with stopping the run and then holding up in coverage in the back end. What did you, I saw you had a couple of guys nicked up. Where are you health wise? Oh, uh, it's week three. It's like probably everybody else, you know, we're going to, you know, hopefully get a couple of D linemen back this week. Uh, you know, 
you know, nothing, nothing long term, but we did mess a couple. We did have two of our starting D linemen out last week, and and hopefully they're going to be back this week. But you know, you can't you can't ever use that as any kind of an excuse whatsoever, unless it's you know one of your your main main guys, or it's just you're depleted. Uh, uh, we're not depleted, you know, and so that's not an excuse. And we got to line up, and we got to you know get guys to play through some things and get some guys back. But at the end of the day, whoever's out there is expected to play well. Yeah, Ugwogu, um, I saw that he went down. Is he okay? Uh, who's that? David Ugwogu. Uh, no, he's fine. He's fine. No, he's 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 good. Um, he didn't play as much as I wanted him to last week. Uh, that's been addressed. He's one of our better players, and he needs to get out there and run around and make some tackles. That's that's important. What do you think of Donovan so far? I mean, he really is. He and Samuel Brown are really a nice combination. What do you think so far with his relationship with Manjack and and Brown and Golden? Very happy with Sam Brown. Uh, he's been you know probably the best player on the field the first couple of games. Uh, just consistent, uh, starting to become powerful. Hundred uh, percent catch uh, catch rate and uh, getting yards after the catch as well. Um, you know, Man Jack took a step back last week. Didn't play very good, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Golden has got big play potential. We targeted him thirteen times. Didn't have as many catches as he should have had with that many targets. So I've challenged those two guys to be better. Um, you know, uh, Boogie Johnson, the transfer from Oklahoma State, went in had a couple of drops. He's got to step it up. Josh Cobb's transfer from Wyoming. He's got to go in there and step it up. I've uh, been very happy with uh, with Donovan in general. Uh, he's poised. He's you know he's he's running the offense. Uh, he doesn't get rattled whatsoever. He's keeping the play alive with his with his legs and getting us some first downs. Doesn't mind running. He's a big, powerful, imposing guy. The guy's bouncing off of him left and right. I wouldn't mind tackling him in the open field, but uh, happy with where he's at. I just think he's going to continue to get better. You know, I mean, we got to. There's one knock. Uh, we got to get him going early a little bit more. You know, tried to do that last week on the first play, ran him. He went up the sidelines for about 15, 20 yards. But Golden got a holding call, and so now we're facing first and 20. Uh, but uh, he's he needs to start a little bit better, you know, cut it loose a little bit more. Uh, took a step in the right direction last week, I thought so. You know, I think we scored five of our last six possessions, so we got it going. We just got to start a little bit quicker. Yeah, no, and he looked good. Uh in overtime, I mean, you guys went to almost exclusively to him running the ball. Uh, that was, I thought, he, he he is. He's tough to bring down, and he scored three touchdowns, you know, running the ball. So, um, the last play call, what did you think? You're on the headset. What did you think about the the, uh, the fade to end the game? <laughs> well, it was our two-point conversion that was next on the list there, you know. So, you know, it has it has options. You know, our, our two-point play philosophy – is always going to be options, right? So it's always going to be pass-run options or run-pass options. And, you know, they, they, they tighten the safeties down. You know, they knew we were going to probably run the quarterback, so they tightened them down so they had nine people in the box ready for it. If Donovan would have ran it, uh, is, he was going to have to drag some people in there, you know. So that, that was his read. Uh, Should have put the ball out there just a little bit more. We had the matchup we wanted. Um Got to make the catch, you know. In that situation right there, you got to make the catch, and um, you know, unfortunately, we didn't. Yep. Dan Olgerson with us here every week. Brought to you by Chastain Ford, HRP, Demaris Barbecue. Every week, right here, big Cook uh, supporters, and they're going to be out there this week. And you can get out there as well. UHCougars.com/slash/tickets or seven one three go Cougs. Got to fill that. I think it's going to be full. I just hope there's not a lot of purple there, Dana. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Uh, this once again, you know, I I just encourage everybody to come on out. I mean, it's a Big Twelve football game. We got a team that played in the national championship in the hometown Cougs. I mean, we need to bounce back. You know, I uh, need everybody's support. Absolutely, come on, let's fill it up and let's uh, let's be loud. Wear red. Let's go. I want to see. We got to see that thing just just laced with red. Screw purple. Purple's a terrible color. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and, and Lance is about to talk about John Daspit, who's yeah. a, a big, uh, a, a big supporter of the big program supporter as well. Of Cougs football and Cougs basketball, both. And he, uh, he did a huge deal with the football team, a million dollar deal included the entire team. 
So it's, uh, no. yeah, I was really happy that he jumped in with the football side this year again, too. Yeah, absolutely. Dana Holgerson brought to you by Damaris Barbecue, HRNP, and Chastain Ford. Coach, go get him on Saturday. All right, yeah, thanks. All right, all right. He had already hung up. Oh, he had already hung up? Good. Daspot? Time for you to talk about John Daspot. Oh, okay. I thought you were leading me into a well, Daspot I thought there. he was still here, and I had to say goodbye to him. Right, bye, John. I'll see you later. <laughs> You live down the street for me. I'll see you later. <laughs> I didn't mean to say, that sounds like, who lives in the uh, pineapple under the sea? No. That sounds like well, the, a little bit. I or, make it sound like the SpongeBob Or, voice. yes, uh, or taters, fry. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought that team was going to have some pretty good wide receivers over there. Mm. <laughs> no, he's not. Seemed like they, they put out the Kaiser blade Wait, on us. Why are you doing that? That McCarthy kid had a sling blade in his pocket and took... The cornerback's head plumb clear off. McCaffrey. Dana's sling blade? McCaffrey kid. You told me that. Sling blade? Anytime I get a chance to do a sling blade, I'm going to do it. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> well, you sound like Oh, you like said that. my first imitation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not that would be good. If- he does have a little bit of this going on. Yeah, I suppose we ought to get a little bit of help out there on the defense side. Offense played pretty good mm-hmm. in the second half. But defense wasn't too good. He's not sling blade. But I want oh, now. That's I want not sling, the impression. I want sling blade to be a coach now. Forget Dana. We're just uh, talking about. Oh, yeah, I, see. I, see. I like it a whole lot better. Can sling close. blade coach coach the Texans. Well, I mean, yeah, we had Cully, he could have. He could have. It seemed like that right tackle out there, Michael Dieter. That fella wasn't really ready for that type of speed on the edge. <laughs> I suppose he shouldn't be playing too much more out. 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 They'll cut him if if I'm being completely one, keeping it what they call the 100. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just don't let me keep that. No, keep John, John Dasper. I suppose if you get injured, John Dasper will take care of you. John Dasper is going to take care of you. I don't care if it is a car wreck, a truck hits you, uh, a refinery blast, uh, an injury at the workplace at all. Where you are injured through someone else's negligence, John Dasper will take care of you. He will look out for everything that that, that encompasses, which is you know the medical bills, your time off from work, um, if there's physical therapy needed, if there's pain and suffering that's been involved, the loss of life. These are all things that have to be considered, and John Daspit considers them all. He's got over, um, you know, bad things happen to a lot of people that have long-lasting ramifications, and he has 38 cases just this year where he ended up getting $1 million settlements for people who are badly injured. And that's, uh, it's important that you are taken care of because the, the other side, the, the, uh, la- the lawyers for the insurance companies, they're trying to squeeze you and get you below what your costs are. And it's just, it's a game. And John's like, I'm not going to let them play that game with you. I'm going to fight hard for you. John Daspin and the Daspin Law Firm, they're here for you. Call 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW. Or go to the website for more information and get a, a, your own consultation going at daspitlaw.com. ESPN. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back. We just heard from U of H. Head coach Dana Hogerson. I'm going to give you a chance to go watch his team this Saturday. Caller 12 at 8.55 wins a pair of tickets to see the Cougs as they face the Big 12. They were actually the Big 12 runner-ups and the, and the national title runner-ups. The TCU Horn Frogs come to town. So it's time to fill up TD ECU Stadium. Buy a Cougar Paw package, which includes three games, and you can select TCU as one of your games. Packages, or excuse me, package is only $66, but it doesn't include Texas. Get your tickets today. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COUGS. We are giving away a pair of tickets to caller 12 at 855-713-780-3776. Go watch the Cougars against TCU this Saturday. By the way, uh, Xavier Gibson returned the punt for a touchdown to win the game last night. And John Perry made such a big deal about the leg whip. Oh, they they did make a big deal about that. Yeah, I, it was a block by um, um, Chaz Surratt and linebacker, and he cut off. I just thought that was incidental. I did too. 
I, he, I thought he made way because the defender was already diving over him. It wasn't yeah. like he was going to be able to make the play anyway. I mean, the, 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 that, that Surratt's leg caught him. I mean, you could tell that he kind of purposefully, purposefully did stick out his leg. But the defender was already diving in a, in a situation where he wasn't going to be able to make the play. I thought it was incidental. I thought it was incidental. I did too. So, but John Perry wanted an asterisk on this win for the Jets. <laughs> even, I mean, no, he even said that. Yeah. He said that, that punk yeah, return they, comes with an asterisk. Like, whoa. Okay. We're putting asterisks on stuff, Jordan? The Houston Chronicle had these takeaways from the Houston Texans game on Sunday. Number one, D'Amico Ryan's calling plays. And how well the defense played. If you give up, quite frankly, this defense giving up 25 points to the Ravens wasn't bad. It was actually pretty no, good. No, and I think they, they actually, there were some, I mean, you had a fourth down where you went for it in a in a tough spot because if you didn't get it, you gave them a great chance yep. to score, and they did. Um, no, I thought the defense was much better. I thought one of the things that really impressed me was his ability to disguise coverages and kind of confuse Lamar Jackson with, where he would, they'd show, they'd show pressure on one side and then bail out and bring it from yeah. the other. Then they showed pressure from that side and actually brought it from that side. I thought he mixed it up and did a good job of, of altering he his did. fronts. There was, I saw a front yesterday uh, from behind of uh, seven guys on the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. all on the line of scrimmage, and he brought six, and Perriman was the guy who dropped off in coverage. You didn't know where that was coming from. He got he got some unblocked guys coming off the edge and around the corners. We saw some different yeah. uh, we saw some different twists twist packages. But I thought if you look at what the Jets did yesterday, they had un they had unblocked guys coming off the edge, and I thought Houston had a, some of that as well. That's usually schematic getting the offensive line to look at a certain thing and basically baiting them into a protection and then, you know, coming the other way with the protection. I thought the Jets did it phenomenal. I, they had a free runner. They had a free runner coming to Josh Allen a lot yesterday. But that was, yeah, I, th- I, I actually liked D'Amico running that offense. I thought they did look better. He he blitzed him on 31% of uh, uh, Lamar's dropbacks. And uh, he was four, against the blitz. He, Lamar was four or seven for seventy-five yards with an interception. So they did a pretty good job. Um, although they did give up some yards, seventy-five yards on 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 those blitz packages. Uh, Dieter at guard, not tackle. It was a big. That was one coaching blunder that they had during the game. I don't know. Were there any other? I don't. You know, we're on on the headsets. We can't well, I, hear I what their claws are. Did you care about? The fourth going for it on fourth down, it was risky. That yeah, was real but risky. But I think he's basically knows that if we want to win this game and not just stay close, we need to be able to make these. Yeah, Lovey would have never done that. Oh. <laughs> Lovey would have put it on third down a couple of those drives. God, my college coach did that all the time. Quick, what? quick kick. I wanted to punch. No I wanted way. to punch him. Yeah, it, it, he had no confidence. Oh, no, is that the least amount nuts. of confidence anybody's ever had ever. in a quarterback? Well, he quick kicks with you as quarterback. It is job. Uh, I was injured a lot, so it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. Wait, wait. Well, you were an injury prone guy. I was. I was injury prone guy. Well, I broke. I tore my shoulder uh, in high school. And all the slander you throw at a certain quarterback in the group chat, and you couldn't yeah. even stay what on the field. Either. Sad. Yeah, you couldn't stay on the field throw, either. I don't throw any. Oh no, slander mm. and who? Oh, mm. Tishua? Yeah. Oh. I can't... A certain Polynesian quarterback sniper. who went for 400-plus yards. A yeah. sniper. Got that dog in him, and he John can't stay on the field. John can't even stay on the field. Oh, my shoulder hurts. I can't play. Oh. <laughs> Tore up cracked clavicle, torn ligaments. That, well, okay, and then I got back on the field two you, weeks later. That's what you say. We don't know what the Absolutely. actual injury was. Uh, number three takeaway, got to establish the run. They did not. They did not establish the run. And so that's something that really, really need to do. Uh, they did have an improved run defense. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they held the Ravens to 110 yards rushing, 3.4 yards per carry, which is much better than they had been before. Yep. And then C.J. Stroud's promising. Th- did you see his numbers on third down? They weren't good. They were, were great. They? Oh, were they great? Yeah. 13 to 16. For like 125 yards. Not all of them were what? first downs. Yeah, he was really, really good on third oh, downs. Oh, well, there were so many dink and dunks. Well, he, but, yeah, not all of them were first. Yeah. yeah, but he but 13 to 16. Wow. What, I mean, what were the third? I'm just thinking of third down conversions. So no, but they did. Maybe have, that's they, some they, of they, them. He did convert for a few times. I, I did not come away. Look, I think too much has been made. Like, well, Go ahead. Read what you're going to say. What are they saying? C.J. Stroud's what? 
C.J. Stroud. Read the words. Oh, their words about C.J. Stroud, uh, that he showed promise. He was, he, no, but he read the sentence because you said it like magnificent or something. Uh, no, they didn't. Okay, read, read what they said, the first sentence. It's still too early to determine anything, whether C.J. Stroud will have a great career or whether the Texans will be bad. A lot can happen between now and week 18. But to the Texans, Stroud's rookie debut was promising. Yeah, I actually I think that's true. Is a, is a, is My a, son thought it was right one word. of the worst quarterbacking <laughs> jobs he had ever seen, and huh. we revisited that, me and Mason. And he went to four plays he watched. That's all he watched is four plays. And that was in the first half before he got into a little bit of rhythm. I didn't come away. I wasn't like smitten like Archuleta was at different times. I was like, well, you're really pushing a narrative here. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I heard people really down on C.J. Stroud. Dude, I thought C.J. Stroud for a guy who was, this is totally what I expected. He was going to get a tremendous amount of pressure. It was not going to go great for him. Um, I thought the Texans would Texans would lose by double digits, but I thought C.J. Stroud. There were some things that I liked. Like I like a guy who can deliver a ball to a per- player who's open. I'm I'm a simple man. Yeah, I like people. I like quarterbacks who deliver a ball to the hands of players who are open. I was surprised. No, he he's accurate. There's no question. I was surprised at how I was. A, I was pleasantly surprised about Robert Woods. Yeah. Robert Woods did. I, I was too. The question is, how does he, you know, does he hold up and play? But I thought Robert Woods did look good. In fact, he was a much more active part of the game plan than Tank Dell was. Yeah. Yeah. He Which absolutely you think was. That no. Based on all of our discussions. Yeah. Uh, no question. It was a bigger part. It'll be interesting to see going forward whether or not that stays the case or they want the big play capability of Tank. And I would prefer the big play capability. But he's on my fantasy team. Here's the deal is I want Chastain Ford to be part of your life. I want the Chastain family to be the go-to people. They're my go-to people. They will be my go-to people forever. Love what the Chastains do. There is a lot of, I don't know, lack of integrity in the car industry. I don't want to, I don't want to put it. I mean, it, we, hey, listen, it's a stereotype about used car dealers, but you know what? There's, some of that is absolutely true. Is they're just trying to make as much as they possibly can, and that's just not the philosophy of Chastain Ford. Chastain Ford wants to get you into that car or truck, and they want you to come back. They want you to be able to live with your payments. They want you to be able to have the car that you want at the price that they, the best price that they can possibly give you, as opposed to just gouging you for as much as possible. Because here's the deal: is you're going to tell somebody else about Chesting Ford, and they'll tell somebody else. It tells, and 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 you know what? That's Chesting Ford. You don't stay in business for 80 years in the city of Houston unless you've got a bunch of people behind you and what you do, and they do that. So if you're looking for the best way to get into that Ford car, truck, or pre-owned vehicle, you got to go to. I'm telling you, you will love the deal of Chastain Ford. Try them. Try it. Next time you need a car, go to ChastainFord.com on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead, five minutes from downtown Chastain Ford. You found.